getting started a little late this morning. Thank you for your patience. We had to, to bake some bread and get some stuff ready. So uh, we're ready now. I hope you are as well. Let's start our service with a song. Let's sing Our God is Greater. That's the only copy we have on this. What now?
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's good seeing everybody this morning. I praise the Lord for each one of you. And if our God is for us, then as we just sang, then who could ever stand against us? Amen. Give God the glory one more time. Amen. Hallelujah. It's good seeing you guys here this morning. As we go to the Lord in prayer, we had quite a few people call in and tell me that there's some kind of illness going around their house. I know I've got a little bit of it in my chest as well, but let's make sure we pray for all them as well this morning. Father, I do come before you and lift this service to you. And I just pray, Lord, for those who are watching at home but through the, the live feed or however they may be seeing this. I pray that though they may not be here with us, they feel your presence there just as we will feel it here. May your name be lifted up. May you be glorified in what happens. And may you be the one that we truly, truly look to this day. Whether it be in song, whether it be in the sermon, whether it be in a handshake, whatever it is. May each one of us leave out of this building today knowing that we know that we know that we have been in your presence and we've given our heart over onto you. Father, may your will be done. And if there's someone here today that has not done that, speak to them, Lord. Just whisper in their ear, whatever it takes, and may they be able to bow that knee. Father, we give this service over to you, and may you just be able to look down from heaven and say that those are my children worshiping me. Father, your name be lifted, your name be glorified, and it's in Jesus' name that we all pray. And we say, amen, amen. Good seeing you this morning. Walk around just a second, reach out, shake a hand, give them a hug, but let everybody know it's good to see them in God's house this morning. <clears throat> hey, girly. How are you this morning? There's a girl in the corner With tear stains on her eyes From the places she's wandered And the shame she can't hide She says, how did I get here? I'm not who I once was And I'm crippled by the fear That I've fallen too far to love but don't you know who you are, what has been done for you? Yeah, don't you know who you are? You are more than the choice that you've made. You are more than the sum of your past mistakes. You are more Sorry? I'm sorry? 
All right, guys. Am I on? I don't think I'm on, am I? Am I on? Yeah, I'm on now. There we go. Hey, buddy, how are you? All right, guys, as we get back to our seats this morning, we got quite a few announcements I want to make sure to grab a hold of. You might have to flash these lights. These kids just will not behave. <laughs> okay, guys, as we get to our seats, I do have a few announcements I'm going to share with you. Right after the services today, we are going to be having our annual business meeting. I want to encourage you, everyone is welcome to stay. Right after the service, we're going to have lunch. There's plenty of food. I want to encourage everybody to come. We're going to fellowship. We're going to have a, a, a great time next door and, and eat lunch and, and just, just have a great time of fellowship. And then thereafter, we'll come back in here and we're going to have our, our business meeting. And in so doing, what is that? Is that something that you should be here for? Absolutely. It's an opportunity to hear where we've been this year, hear the reports of where we're, what, what has happened in the church, and then be able to talk about some of the things that's coming in the future of the church. So I want to encourage you to come and, and be a part of that, and, and just let's just have a great time uh, talking about where the church has been and where it's going to go as well. So immediately following the service today is our business meeting We'll have lunch and then the, then the service. So I want to encourage you to, to stay and be a part of that. Members or non-members alike, you can stay and, and hear where the church is going and where it's been. I don't know if we talked about that. Um, is there child care? I couldn't tell you. Oh, yeah, that's right. Both my nursery workers are going to be given reports. But, but you're welcome to bring the children in as well. Uh, if you wanted to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So that is, oh, and the other part of that is there'll be no Bible study this evening. So if you're planning on coming to Bible study this evening, no Bible study this evening since the, we'll have the fellowship time and then the business meeting thereafter. That being said, let me also say though, at, at six o'clock this evening at First Baptist Church Seguin, they're having a gospel fest. So if you want to just go and and listen to music and have a great time this evening. First Baptist Church Seguin will be having their big gospel fest out there. Uh, pray for, we have some folks that are in Nome, Alaska on a mission trip up there. It's very cold and they're reaching uh, a group, a people group that really needs to be reached. So continue to lift them in your prayers. And then this Thursday night, we'll have services here. However, if you did want to go to Gonzales, there's a special called meeting for the association we're calling a new director of missions so if you would like to go and meet the new director of missions for the gonzalez and gambrel association i'll be moderating that meeting there that night but you can go and be a part of that thursday night first baptist church gonzalez now that yes yeah, and that's why, that's why I said the group. There is, a, there is a whole group up there, absolutely. There's quite a few announcements on the bulletin, upcoming events and such. I'm not going to touch on every one of those, but make sure you look at your bulletin. Make sure you get, get all those things annotated and, and know that we got... People think, well, the holidays are over, so now there's nothing to do. No, there's always something. Amen? And there's time of fellowships where we can come together. So I encourage you to stay for our, our lunch and business meeting, and we're going to have a blessed day on the grounds here today. Brother Shane's going to have our scripture reading this morning. 
Amen. Let me pray with you, brother. Father God, I do lift up my brother to you and just ask that you just give him the words to say and may he just uh, allow you to speak through him. May we not hear shame, but hear you through him. Bless his family and bless his time and his willingness to come and, and do this out of obedience, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. Morning, church. Morning. <laughs> um, uh, the Lord's laid it on my heart to... Um, touch on something that's uh, that's kind of, you know, it's something we all deal with and it's something that I'm sure you guys deal with, you know, I deal with and you guys also deal with, but since so we all have our, we've all done things that we regret or made bad decisions that impact other people, sometimes beyond repair. Give your anxiety to him and he will lift you up in due time. You may think that you're the only person going through what you're, go- what you're dealing with, but uh, you're never alone if you walk with uh, Christ Jesus, if you walk, have him beside you. Satan likes to prowl on, uh, prey on the weak and uh, whisper in your ear and put things in your head that just aren't true. So be alert. Think before you speak or act. Always take it to Jesus before you uh, make decisions. We all go through hard times, but if we stay strong in faith... God will make us strong and restore us in time. And so my uh, scripture is going to be from uh, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6 through 10. Humble yourself, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Be alert and sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same, the same kind of sufferings. And the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, he himself will restore you and make you strong, firm and steadfast. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day uh, to be able to gather in your house, Lord. We thank you for walking with us uh, on our mountaintops as well as in our valleys. We thank you for your grace and mercy on our lives. We thank you for the, uh, our salvation and the precious blood that covers us. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Church, let's uh, sing together once more. If you guys would like to rise and sing or take a comfortable position of worship, uh, whatever that is for you, and the words will be up on the screen. We're going to try that again. There's a call coming over the restless west and the light. Send the light. There are souls to rescue. There are souls to save. Send the light. Send the light. Send the light. The blessed gospel. Let it shine from shore to shore. Send the light. The blessed gospel. Let it shine forevermore. Send the light, send the light, send the light, and the golden 
this morning. We're having an abbreviated song service this morning since we got a little late start and we're doing the Lord's Supper as well. But that doesn't take away from the worship. Amen? Amen. If you have your Bibles this morning, we're going to start off with reading in the book of John. The book of John this morning. John chapter 6. John chapter 6. And I didn't think to get the, the, ver- the verses back there to the sound booth. But it's John chapter 6, verse 31. It says, Our fathers ate the manna in the wilderness just as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. And Jesus said to them, I assure you, Moses didn't give you the bread from heaven, but my father gives you the real bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives to the world. Then he said, Sir, give us this bread always. I am the bread of life, Jesus told them. No one who comes to me will ever be hungry, and no one who believes in me will ever be thirsty again. I am the bread of life. Amen. Amen. We know, and I think we've heard that, most of us at one time or another, that Jesus is the bread of life. We know that today, and we know that bread... To be eaten must be torn. It must be, be broken up. It had to, you can't just stick a whole loaf of bread in your mouth. At least I hope you can't. It has to be broken up. That's, that's the whole idea of, of that, that bread. It has to be broken and torn for it to be able to be consumed. Jesus, the bread of life, also had to be broken in order so that you and I could fully receive his sacrifice in our life. His body had to be broken for you and me. When we receive communion, when we partake of the Lord's Supper, if you will, I think that oftentimes when we partake of the bread, we don't really think about or fully understand all the ramifications of the bread. And as I was praying about that this week, and I was thinking about that we were going to do the Lord's Supper this week, that's what God kind of impressed upon my heart. We know and kind of understand what the wine stands for. But Jesus 
endured throughout his life. He endured the sacrifice at the end of his life. He endured some incredible punishments at the end of his life so that you and I could have that sacrifice so that we could then go forth and be healed. We typically have a pretty good understanding, I think, of what the wine represents. We know that when we partake of the wine, when we, when we lift up the cup and we drink the wine, we remember the blood of Jesus that washes us clean. We remember the blood of Jesus that gives us our salvation. For we know there is no remission of sin without the shedding of blood. And Christ shed his blood. I think because of the color, the liquid, whatever it may be, we acknowledge and we recognize, at least most of the churches that preach the blood of Jesus Christ, We remember, and that's what the whole thing about the Lord's Supper is, guys. People have asked me, why don't we do it more often than just quarterly? Why do we only do it every now and then? It is not a tradition. It is not a ritual. He said, do this in remembrance of me. So when we drink of the wine, I think we understand that that we're drinking and remembering the, the, the blood that was spilled for you and I. But the breaking of the unleavened bread during Passover, the Passover ritual, it adds an, a, uh, an additional and extremely important principle to the Lord's Supper that I think we don't re- realize. And it's very important, to, since we do this at least quarterly, that we understand the true meaning with that, the true meaning of that bread, the true meaning of how he was broken for us. We've watched the movie. Many of you have watched The Passion of the Christ. Many of you have seen other Christian movies. We know that he was whipped. We know the things that transpired. But I don't know if we really know why. So how was Christ's body broken? That's the first thing I want to mention. We do this in remembrance of his body that was given to you and I. But John writes that the soldiers broke the legs of the two criminals that hung beside him. If you remember, there's three crosses. Jesus is hanging in the middle. You got a thief on each side. They, they got nails through the wrists. Their feet will be crossed. And there would be a nail through the ankles here or through the feet. And they, they are nailed to this cross. Well, the thing there is you're suffocating. So you would push up with your legs and take a breath. And that would keep you alive as you hung there. Well, to expedite the, the death, if you will, to hasten their death before the annual Sabbath, the soldiers go and they broke the legs of the two thieves. For at that point, they can't push themselves up anymore. They're hanging on this cross. They can't push themselves up. They suffocate and they die. That is not what happened to Jesus. They did not break Jesus' legs. His death was already confirmed. He was already gone by this point. And it says the tip of the soldier's spear, if you remember, punctured his side. It punctured his side. And it says that the, the blood and water spilled out upon the ground. So our Lord and Savior, he's hanging on this tree. No bone is broken, but his body is pierced. Now, the scripture says that, that, that as prophesied, there would be no broken bone. It was very rare for them not to break the leg bones, to break other bones. No bone was broken, but his body was. His, his body was broken not by, the, by a hammer being swung at his legs, but his body was broken by the breaking of his skin, by that spear that went into his side, by the metal spikes that went into his hands and into his wrists, or into his wrists, into his ankles. He was pierced. 
Many, many times with those nails and with the spear, he was pierced. He had lacerations all over him. He was subjected to what the, the most severe beating or whipping, if you will, that he could have been subjected to. He had the crown of thorns placed upon his head. His body was just ravaged with all these things. It says there in, in Isaiah fifty two fourteen, he was just beaten to, to where he was unrecognizable. That's what was going to happen. That's what our Lord and Savior went through for you and I. His body, though those bones were not broken, his body definitely was. Amen? That body, it's not just the blood of Christ. Yes, the blood of Christ gains our salvation. But his body bore a multitude of welts and skin lacerations and open wounds and and, and spilling of his blood out upon the ground after the spear. His body was completely broken as well. Well, We talk about salvation a lot, and that's incredibly important. Therefore, we know about the blood that was spilt for our salvation. That's incredibly important. But so is the body. In Isaiah 53, you can write that down, go to it later. Isaiah 53, verse 3. He was despised and rejected by men. A man of suffering who knew what sickness was. He was like one people turned away from him. He was despised and we didn't value him. Yet he himself did what? He bore our sickness. He carried our pains. But we in turn regarded him stricken, struck down by God and afflicted. But he was pierced because of our transgressions. He was crushed because of our iniquities. Punishment for Our peace was on him, and we are healed by his wounds. We have salvation through the blood of Jesus Christ, and praise God for that. Hallelujah. And that's what we remember when we partake of the wine. But guys, if we don't remember why we partake of the bread, we are missing out on life on this side of glory as well. You see, the body that was broken was broken so that you and I can have that healing And I'm not talking about a physical healing. Sure, there may be a physical healing. I'm saying that spiritual healing, that thing that may be separating you from God. Maybe it's a grudge. Maybe it's it's some vice. It's some addiction. It's whatever it may be. That body was broken so that he could take and heal those things. And he's given us a covenant. And a covenant is a lifelong bond. It's not just a a promise to be held once is uh, the only way a covenant could be broken is if one or the other party passed away it was stronger than a marriage it was stronger than the seal of a king when we made a covenant that meant it was lifelong in genesis abraham gave his own blood through circumcision to sign his side of the covenant with god but with the death of jesus god's blood ratified that abrahamic abrahamic covenant forever the blood that was spilled at the circumcision was of Abraham. That pier- when that sword pierced the side of my Lord or the beatings and all the blood that came forth, when his body was broken and that blood poured out, that covenant was made forever. And like we just read in Isaiah 53 verse 5, his stripes then, his beatings, hit that broken body came so that we can have healing. So that we have the blood of Christ getting us to salvation on the other side of glory. But his body went through the things that our body can go through so that on this side of glory, he can say that I have taken care of all these things. And why did it say? So that we could have peace in the midst of what's going on. God 
ultimately gave everything, in other words, not just his blood, he gave everything so that we can then have everything through him. That we can take those grudges, we can take those, those things that are impeding us, we can take those, those haunts and those, those, those hurts, and the, it may be financial, it may be relational, it may be just something within your own spirit, it may be an unforgiveness issue, whatever it is, God's saying, my body is broken so that I can let you know that I've taken all this upon myself. He that knew no sin becomes our sin if we will turn it over to him. Church, healing is, is, is the part of the, a covenant agreement with Jesus Christ. It doesn't mean we won't have trials in our life. It doesn't mean that we won't have uh, episodes in our life. It doesn't mean that we won't go through things and medical conditions and, and situations. What it means is I'm not only there with you, I have created a pathway so that you can turn this all over to me and I will deal with this and give you peace in the midst of your trials that you're involved in. When we come to the Lord's Supper table, it's not a tradition, it's not a ritual, it's to remember and remind ourselves that I have salvation through the blood of Jesus Christ. I can have freedom on this side of glory to live the way God has called me to live and not be tied up with the shackles of my sin and deception, not tied up with the shackles of my addictions, not tied up with the shackles of unforgiveness and, and, and grudges and gossip and, and, and backstabbing. I can live free in the spirit of my God because his body was broken to heal those things in my relationship with him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is great that we preach so much on the blood and the, and, the, for, and the salvation of Christ. And we need that. But we are doing ourselves a disservice if we don't also remember, I can have freedom on this side of the glory because of his body that was broken for me. Amen. Church, healing is a part of the covenant that, that God has made with you and I that he signed in his own blood. Now, we've allowed preachers and, and, and ministries to confuse us over the years about what the healing is through Jesus Christ. And we've allowed people to say that, well, I have this special power and, and I will touch you and you always will be healed. Folks, healing comes from God. Whether it's physical or spiritual. And he may use me, he may use you, he may use an individual that, that more often than another. I don't know. But healing doesn't come through a man. Healing comes through the body that was broken. And the body that was broken to bring forth that healing, his name was Jesus Christ. And the healing is more than mending a bone. It's more than maybe a sickness going away. The healing is much greater than that. The healing that Christ said that I give you from breaking these bones is that you can have the peace and the freedom of being that child of mine, that son of mine, that daughter of mine on that side of glory until I choose to call you home to this side of glory and then we're joint heirs to the throne of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When we wrap our mind around that and we do this in remembrance of him, we remember I can be free of whatever it is that's, that's hurt, the hurdle between me and him. I can be free from this unforgiveness. I can be free from these acts of, of, of shame. I can be free from all this heartache and pain. I can be free from these things, not because I'm super, but because of the body that was broken for me. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, Peter very eloquently says, we were healed. When he was preaching that, he doesn't say that, you know, I had a cold and God healed me. He wasn't saying I broke my leg and God fixed it. 
He was telling them that when we accepted Christ, we were healed spiritually. That I was no longer the man that I was. I was no longer the one who would deny my Lord three times. I was no longer the one that would sit back ashamed that I hung out with Jesus. I was the one that would stand up and proclaim to the the thousands the gospel message and they would come to know Christ. I was the one that would go forth and proclaim the name of Jesus and pray for healing. I was the one that would go forth and teach the word of God to everyone that was there. Because I went from being Peter that had a big mouth but was ashamed to Peter with a big mouth about my God. That's why the body was broken for you and I. We can hold our head high in the midst of the circumstance. It may, we may be getting thrown, rocks thrown at us. We may have all kinds of, of things hurting us and life not going the way the world would say is great. But I can have the peace of mind and a smile on my face to know that regardless of what happens to me on this side of glory, his body was broken so that I can be healed and I can go in my mind and take my spirit in my head and say, thank you, Jesus, even in the midst of that hospital room, even in the midst of losing that loved one, even in the midst of the financial situation I may find myself in, because his body was broken for me, I can have peace. I can be healed. I can smile and say, thank you, Jesus. Folks, Jesus' body was broken. The bread of life was broken to bring healing to the body of Christ, to his church. Not just one person here or there, but to his church. He signed that his part of the Abrahamic covenant in his blood and said, my body is broken for you. Now that being said, let's look at 1 Corinthians. There's something I want to make sure we understand here. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he also took the cup after supper and said, This is the cup, is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. Therefore... Whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy way will be guilty of sin against the body and blood of the Lord. So a man should examine himself in this way. He should eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For whoever eats and drinks without recognizing the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. And I'm afraid, guys, that oftentimes we drink that judgment on ourselves. We'll sit and we'll remember about our salvation and we'll sit and we'll make sure that, that, that we recognize and remember salvation. But what did he say? He said, those who do not remember my body drinks these things onto themselves. What does the word unworthy really mean here? What is the real interpretation of what he's trying to say there? We know that we've been ratified completely through the blood of Jesus Christ. When we, when, when we receive communion, he said, do this for Why? remembrance of my sacrifice, both my blood and my body. Guys, when we don't remember the body that was broken for us, we are cutting ourselves short. He says, for this reason. What is the reason? Verse 29, he says it very clearly. They, it says, for discerning, the, the, when, when, the, if we do not discern or if we do not recognize the Lord's body, 
that we are going to do these things unto ourselves. He says, recognize the Lord's blood. Recognize the Lord's body. If you don't recognize these things that were given unto you, you're going to have all these other things happen to you. You're going to have all this sickness. You're going to have all these pains. You're going to have all these, these dying prematurely, it actually says there in verse 31. When we choose not to recognize the body that was broken for us, we're going to allow ourselves to be consumed by the pains and the hurts of this world. We're going to allow that addiction to consume us if I don't recognize that his body was broken so that I can say to that addiction, get thee behind me in the name of Jesus, and I can beat this not by who I am but by who he is. We're going to allow the... the, 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 the Depression to come on when we find out from our doctor that you only have so long to live or you have this medical condition or that medical condition and you're going to give in to that depression that comes along with it unless you remember that's okay because my days may be numbered here but I can go through this with a smile on my face because I have been healed spiritually by the, by the Lord and his body that was given unto me. I can beat the addiction. I can beat the gossip. I can beat whatever it is that Satan tries to put in my mind because I have been healed already by the broken body of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Folks, it's not that the church made a list of rules and regulations that say that you you have to do these things to be qualified to partake of communion. No, we have been washed by the blood of the Lamb. We have been ratified. We have been cleansed. We have been cleaned of our sin sick we are to take it to jesus on a daily basis and we are to do so now and put our sins before him the thing is his body was broken so that i don't have to hold on to these things i can take them right to the lord and say forgive me lord jesus as much as i'm here if you need to pray and you come to me and you want me to pray with you and i will and i do but in reality through the blood of jesus christ every one of you guys have the same capability as i do to say, Lord Jesus, your body was broken for me. And because your body was broken for me and your blood was spilt for my salvation, I can have freedom and peace as I come to you now and say, Lord, take this away from me. Give me peace again in the name of Jesus Christ. Take away the, the, the shame. Take away the heartache. Take away the, the grudge and the gossip. Take these things out of my life, Lord. But why? Because your body was broken. You did it, and I know you can. Now it's up to me just to give it over to you. Jesus made you qualified, and he allowed his body to be broken so that we can not only be qualified for glory, we can have peace on this side of it. What the Apostle Paul was telling the church in Corinth was that you understand the work of the blood, but I'm not so sure you fully understand the works of the body. I don't know if you fully understand the body that was broken for you. You know, we will accept our salvation, but I'm not sure we fully comprehend the, 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 that he's interested in our healing as well. We, we'll go out and we'll say, Jesus wants to save you, and we'll mean it. We'll go out and we'll tell others, Jesus has died so that you can have Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you can have, go to heaven one day. And that is so true. That is incredibly true. But we need to discern and understand and recognize both the blood uh, that, that's good for salvation, but also the body that's good for the healing. It's not that God's only interested in our salvation. He was interested in our lives. 
He's interested in how we live right now, too. It wasn't just so we could get to heaven. It's so that we could have a joyous life on this side. He said, this world is a scary place, but be of good cheer, for I have conquered the world. We have righteousness through his blood, but we have life through his body. And we can live our lives. Unworthy here means that many are partaking of the bread wrongly. In other words, you're not recognizing the healing that God has already provided for the issue that's going on in your life. You may be saying, well, I'm going to partake of the bread just because I remember who he is. He's saying, no, give me all that stuff in your life. Give me that stuff that you keep holding on to that's bringing you down. That's why my body was broken. Well, I'm going to drink of the wine so I can remember the sacrifice that was made for my salvation. Hallelujah. Now partake of the body and give me the rest of it, he's saying. Partake of the bread and give me that grudge that you're holding on to. Give me the, you know, partake of the bread and give me that, 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 uh, that, that shame or that heartache from what someone has said or done. Give me that vice that you just don't want to let go of. My body was broken for you. Turn it over to me now and remember that you have victory over it. Every time you partake of the blood and the bread, I mean the wine and the bread, remember my blood and my body and give it to me. That way when you go to fall back into it again, you're going to remember the body that was broken for you. Receiving communion, receiving the Lord's Supper is not a a, a ritual There is a difference between the body and the blood. The blood was shed for our salvation, and so was the body given for a reason. It's not just something that because we do the the wine, we have to do the bread. It's to remind us we can have victory today. We don't have to wait till we pass away and step into glory. I can have victory today through his body that was given for me. If the blood was to cleanse every sin, then his body was given to heal the broken lives and relationships in Jesus' name. If we know that the blood was given and we believe just as Christ said that it's that blood that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, there is no remission of sins without the shedding of blood. But Jesus said, I have shed my blood so that whomsoever believes in me shall not perish but have everlasting life. If we are going to believe that the blood of Christ washes us from our sins, then we should just also believe just as much that his body was broken to take away the things that you and I think that we can't get rid of. We should be able to accept the fact that his body is broken and was powerful enough. You would say, brother, you don't understand. I'm an alcoholic. I like to talk about people behind their backs. I'm a, I'm, I'm a habitual liar. I like to hold grudges. I get angry really quick. I like to be mad at people all the time. I just can't get rid of these things, pastor. Or pastor, you don't realize my financial situation. It's really got me upbeat. I mean, it got me tore apart and just don't know where to go. Pastor, you don't know my relationships with my my mom, my dad, my friends, my my spouse, my kids. You know, guys, I don't know all those things, but my God does. And he says, when you partake of my body that was broke, when you partake of the bread, remember my body that was broken for you so that you can have healing in the midst of this life on this side. That tells me that no matter how big it may seem to you, which it is, I'm not belittling that, it's a big thing in your life, but God says, I got it. My body was broken, so you don't have to. Now, I'm not saying all of a sudden you're going to get rich, 
All of a sudden, your kids are going to come up and say, Dad, I'm so sorry. I don't know how things are going to work out, but in the midst of that financial situation, in the midst of those relational situations, in the midst of that vice you're trying to get rid of, in the midst of that addiction, you can have joy because you're going to remember, my God died so I don't have to stay tied to this. My God died and his body was broken so that I can have freedom through him. And you're going to remember that. And every time you go to partake of whatever it may be again, he's going to show up in the back of your mind and say, I broke my body for you. And if you start thinking, man, if I partake of this, I'm remembering what my God did so I don't have to do this. Little by little, maybe hopefully snap of a finger, but little by little at least, you're going to walk away from it because you're going to quit. You're going to want to quit remembering how bad he broke his body so that you don't have to. That's the purpose of communion, guys. That's the purpose of doing this in remembrance of him. It's not just the thing about salvation. And, And please understand, I am not taken away from that. But I do feel as though we forgot about the other half. We forgot that Jesus did this so you and I can have freedom on this side of glory. Understanding and, and, and believing and accepting all that Jesus has done for you and I. When we stop, and that's what he tells us to do there. That's what he's telling the ch- Corinth church. That's what he's telling that you and I as well. We're to stop and examine our lives, not just our salvation. Not just our salvation. That's important. And you hear me every week, and you'll always hear me every week tell you that we need to look to our salvation, make sure that we know that we have a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's important. But he didn't stop there. He didn't stop at just our salvation. He said, give it all over to me so that I may heal you, so that you can remember that you can be pure of spirit Not by anything you can do, but because of what I have broken and done for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When I stop and look at it that his body was beaten and broken, and he was the bread of life, then I can also remember he was beaten and broken and tore apart so I could have my piece of that bread of the life. So when I partake of the bread... I can remember he's already given me that bread of life where he said, you'll never go hungry. You know why I'll never go hungry? Because when I recognize that, it's not about a physical hunger anymore because my spirit's been fed. And because my spirit's been fed, in the midst of the physical hunger, I can have joy in my heart because of what he's done for me. Understanding that he chose to die in my stead. Folks, it's pretty simple. When you come before the Lord, when we're we're about to partake of the Lord's Supper in just a little bit. But before we do, we need to stop and ask ourselves, am I worthy? And when I say am I worthy, you are worthy through the blood of Jesus Christ. If you know him as your Lord and Savior, he said that you are a joint heir to the throne of God. You have been washed by the blood of the Lamb. So the next question comes up, I'm worthy. I am. But I have these things between me and God. I have these issues between me and God. And that's when he says, partake of the bread and remember the body that was broken for you so that you can have healing. That's the purpose of the Lord's Supper. That's the purpose for self-examination. Have I really partook of both the blood... And the body. 
because his body was broken for me. His body was broken so you wouldn't have to be. That's how much he loves us. Folks, the question then comes down to you. When we do partake of the Lord's Supper in a little bit, have you truly, have you truly not just accepted his gift of grace and mercy through the blood of Christ, have you accepted the peace that you can have on this side of glory through the bread of life, through his body that was broken? This morning, we're about to go into a moment of where we, uh, the altar call. If you're here and you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that's first and foremost. Let's get that spiritual body where it needs to be. Let's put your faith in the hands of Jesus Christ. He said that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's you and me both. And there is no remission of sins without the shedding of blood. But he said, I go and I become that propitiation. I come, become that substitute for you. He died on the cross. The Bible says that he that knew no sin became our sin. So that whomsoever would believe in him would not die, but have everlasting grace. And anyone, he said, who believes that I am the son of God, and I died for them, and I was buried, and three days later I defeated death, hell, and the grave, and I rose again. And then 40 days later I ascended to the right hand of God the Father to be a mediator for you. If you will believe these things and profess them before men, then I will profess you before my Father. Hallelujah. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that's the man, the God, that's reaching to you. If you don't know him, it's not because he's not reaching to you, it's because you're choosing to walk away. If you do know him this morning, now I'm going to ask you, do you, you partook of the blood? Have you partook of the bread? Do you understand that your life, you can have peace in the midst of your life because of the body that was broken for you? That's the decision you have to make this day. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, this altar be open. You can pray where you're at. You can come pray up here. I'll pray with you, but will you get your life straight with him? If you do know him as your Lord and Savior, this altar is still open. And maybe you realize there's something I need to lay at the cross. I need to lay that unforgiveness down at the cross. I need to lay that, that animosity at the cross. I need to lay that addiction at the cross. I need to lay that gossip at the cross. I need to lay that fill in the blank at the cross because I know I can beat this not by who I am but by who he is as his body was broken so that I could be made whole where are you this morning if you're here and you don't know Jesus step out if you're here and you do know him and you're ready to get your life straight and ready and cleaned up and you want to partake of the Lord's supper this day then do that as well now, I will say this. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, 
Don't make a mockery by taking of the Lord's Supper. Let it pass you by. If you're here and you refuse to take of the bread and get that cleaned up in your life, no one's going to judge you if you say, you know, I'm not ready for that right now. Let it pass you by. Don't drink those things that unto yourself. But if you're here and you say, you know, I'm a sinner. I mess up. Some of us mess up daily. Some of us mess up minutely. But you know that Jesus Christ died for you. He shed his blood for you. And you know his body was broken for you. And every day you're saying, I'm going to try again because I know his body was broken for me. And I have salvation through his blood that was spilled for me. Then I want to encourage you. You take that Lord's Supper and you do it in remembrance of him. The blood that was spilled and the body that was broken. I can have freedom on this side of glory and one day walk the halls of of heaven with him. Hallelujah. I'm going to lead us in a word of prayer. I'm going to ask everybody to stand. If God's speaking to you this morning, I pray that you will get this right. That you'll listen to what he has to say this day before it's too late. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, I just come before you now. And Lord, I ask in the name of Jesus, if there's anyone here today that does not know you, they would accept you before it's too late. There's those that are here today that are struggling. And though they know you, they don't know what to do. May you speak into their ear. May you get them on their knees where they're standing or maybe up at these stairs. Wherever it may be, may we truly seek out your grace, your mercy, your blood, your body. And leave out of here knowing that we know that we know that we remember what you've done for us and you've saved us and we know that you are Lord of Lords, King of Kings, my God, my Savior, my Abba, my Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, amen. They're going to lead us in song this morning. If God is speaking to you, this altar is open. I'll pray with you. You can pray here. You can pray right where you're at. But let's get our heart right with God this morning. As we sing. Rock of ages, clap for me. Let me hide myself in thee. Let the water and the blood from thy wounded side which flow. We have sinned and
Give God the glory this morning. Amen. I pray this morning that if you're here and you have not ever truly stopped and accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, you'll change that this day. And if we go through the Lord's Supper and you still haven't, we're over having lunch or something, the great thing is God's call never stops. As long as there's breath in your body, you can turn your eyes upon Jesus. But it's your decision. He's already made the choice to die for you. Now you've got to make the choice to accept that sacrifice. It'll be your decision this day. Where are you this morning? Amen? Amen. Amen. If you can grab a seat this morning. I'm going to ask the elders to come on down. The yeoman. In the book of Luke, chapter 22, it says this. 
And the day of unleavened bread came on which the Passover must be sacrificed. And he sent Peter and John saying, go and make ready for us the Passover that we may eat. And they said unto him, where wilt thou be made ready? And he said unto them, behold, when you enter into the city, there shall meet a man bearing a pitcher of water. Follow him into the house where he goes. And you shall say unto the master of the house, the teacher says unto you, where is the guest chamber? Where shall I eat the Passover with my disciples? And he will show you a large upper room furnished. There make ready. And they went and they found as he had said unto them. And they made ready the Passover meal. And when the hour was come, he sat down with the apostles with him. And he said unto them, With desire I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say unto you, I shall not eat it until it be fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he received a cup. And when he had given thanks, he said unto them, Take this and divide it amongst yourselves. For I say unto you, I shall not drink from henceforth of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes again. And he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave unto them, saying, This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. And the cup in like manner after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, even that which is poured out for you. But behold, the hand of him that betrayeth me is with me at this table. For the Son of Man indeed goes, and he hath been determined. But woe unto the man through whom he is betrayed. We've come this afternoon, this morning, to, to celebrate the Lord's Supper. And to celebrate in memory the broken body, as I have been sharing with you this morning, that was broken so that we could have that, that healing, that spiritual healing. But also the blood that was spilled so that we could have salvation. And that was on the night before. He took the bread, he took the blood of bread took the bread, took the wine, and he blessed it, and he gave it on to his disciples. Brother Ted, would you bless the bread? Lord, we thank you for today's gift, us, Lord. Lord, we just ask you to hear what you bear in mind. Your Holy Spirit will be along with us, Lord. Lord, we just bless the bread. Thank you, body, Lord. In your name, amen. Amen. I'm going to ask you to hold on to your bread, and we'll take it all at one time as one body as the, the, the elders bring you this bread. Go ahead. And you're going to go.
John chapter 6, verse 58. This is the bread which came down out of heaven, not as the fathers ate and died. He that eateth of this bread shall live forever. Thank 
after the unleavened bread on that same night, then the Lord took of the wine and he blessed the cup of the wine and he handed it amongst the disciples to drink and to remember. Again, we're going to hold all of it at one time till we can partake of the wine together to remember his blood as one body, as one church. Brother, Brother Stormy, will you pray over the wine for us? Father, thank you, Lord, for this blood that you spilled for our salvation. Father, as we take this, this wine today, let us do it in remembrance, in solemn remembrance of the wonderful price that you paid. And let us always glorify you in all that we do. In Jesus' precious name, amen. 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 You can disperse. Go ahead. Yeah. 
Let them sing, parent. Whoever Amen. just told them to be quiet, I love it. Amen. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 9, verse 22. And according to the law, I may almost say all things are cleansed with blood. And apart from the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. 1 John 1, verse 7 says, But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us all from sins. First Corinthians chapter 11, verse 26. For as often as you eat of the bread and drink of the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes again. Amen. 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 Give God the glory this morning, everyone. Brother Barry, will you close us in prayer this morning? Sure. Lord, gracious Heavenly Father, we want to say thank you. Thank you for the wonderful gift of your son Jesus and his precious blood that covers us, Lord. And Lord, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for our beautiful church family that we have, Lord. Lord, we ask that you bless each and every one of them, Lord. And those that are out sick today, Lord, just be with them, comfort them, help them to get better, Lord. And let them be back here next Sunday, Lord. And Lord, we just ask that you would bless our pastor. Thank you for the words that you've given him to share with us, to touch our mind and our hearts, Lord. And Lord, we ask that you just, just be with each and every one of us as we go home today, Lord. Be with all of us, though, as we share in a wonderful fellowship today. And Lord, just thank you. Thank you for all the gifts you've given us in the past, the wonderful gifts we receive from you in the future, Lord. But most of all, Lord, thank you for the precious gift of your son, Jesus. For it's in his holy name I pray. Amen. 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 But I, one more thing before we go. I want to invite everyone to stay for lunch and then the, the business meeting. And let me pray one more time as well. That way when you get over there, you can tell Sherry that we already blessed the food. Amen. Father God, I do come before you. Thank you for the opportunity to be here amongst my brothers and sisters. Bless the food. The hands are prepared at God to us. Thank you for all the prayers and everything that's transpired here today. And God, if there is one person still that does not know you, maybe they even took the Lord's Supper, but they still don't know you, let them know it's not too late. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody says? Amen. Amen. Amen.
Jacket. 